Wouldn't it be great if you could avoid emergencies? Follow our advice in this episode, and you can. Keep listening. Welcome to the WalletWin Podcast. Each week, we take a look at a different piece of the personal finance puzzle. I'm Jonathan Texera. And I'm Amanda Texera. We're your guides on your journey to getting out of debt, building wealth, and changing the world through generosity. Here we go. Hey guys, Jonathan here for this episode. I'll be joining you today, and we are going to be talking about emergencies. And emergencies don't always have to be emergencies. Some really do pop up. You can't see them coming, and they do blindside you. But I've found both in our life and so many of the folks that we work with that emergencies seem to happen a whole lot less often when you start looking ahead, when you start preparing, and when you start getting your finances in order. And I think that I found out the secret here. The secret is because you start looking ahead, you start taking care of things before they need to be taken care of, right? They're, They're kind of, hey, hey, take care of me. Hello, hello. You can take care of it then instead of when it starts screaming, hey, I need some help over here. And so if you can do it before it gets to that point, well, it doesn't really feel like an emergency. And as you start budgeting, as you start looking ahead, planning how you're going to be using your money, as you start using piggy banking to save up for expenses that are coming that you can't just throw together in one month, you start to even out the way money happens. And so I hear you. I hear so many people, they write into us, they they send us messages and say, you know what? I keep trying to do this. I, I, I've tried budgeting in the past. I've tried saving up for, for, for you know, emergencies, for rainy days. And, it's, and it, it just keeps getting wiped out. I keep getting my, my legs knocked out from under me because stuff just keeps coming up. Now, there are unforeseen expenses. Some of them really are unforeseen. Some of them you haven't seen coming because you just, you've been too busy. You haven't been able to look look up and look down the road and see what's coming your way, right? Christmas comes every December 25th. So you can start planning out Christmas. If you haven't started saving for Christmas yet, it's August 25th. So what is that? Eight, nine, 10, 11, 12. We are four months away, people, from Christmas. It's a great idea to start saving now so you can smooth that out so it's not such a big expense when it comes uh, Christmas time, when it comes to December. It also allows you to take advantage of some sales and stuff, buying gifts or decorations, whatever it is, as you find a good deal. So that's just Christmas right there. Other things, right? Back to school. That just happened or is happening for some folks. Hopefully, you thought of it. But if you didn't think of it, if you didn't put that in your budget as the time came, oh, boy, that's an unforeseen expense. It could feel like an emergency. So different things that come up uh, can be planned for. So as you start looking down the pike with your budget, right, using budget joggers, if you're in Walt Win Academy, you start thinking about what's coming down the line. What can I prepare for? Now, those are the things you see coming down the line. Now, there's other things. You can just prevent them from coming down the line altogether. And sometimes you can't really see them coming unless you're really paying attention. But you can head them off at the pass. And that's what we're going to talk about today. I've got four little tips, four things that you can do to avoid emergencies. And we're going to split them up two and two, two for your house and two for your car. Because I figured most people are living somewhere and you have a car to get somewhere else. So that's what we're looking at today. So let's hop in. First is we're going to talk about your house. 
think talk about where you're living. And so I want you to avoid some big bills and having a plumber out. Well, that can be a pretty big bill to unclog your pipes, to replace something, to fix an issue. And I came across this the other day and it's totally changed my behavior when I'm doing dishes. So, right, when you're cooking, you got some, maybe you just made something really greasy, a greasy plates. So you certainly got maybe a greasy pan. You're frying something. You made bacon. It kicked off a lot of stuff. So there, here's how you can, here's how you should take care of greasy pots and pans and, and even dishes. Now, what I used to do, I thought, well, I want to get that stuff off there. I'm going to use blazing hot water. I'm going to melt it right off, send it down the drain, beautiful, clean pots and pans. And that works for the pots and pans, but what it doesn't work for are your pipes. The hot water melts the grease, and as it goes down your pipes, it starts cooling down. And as it cools down, it starts coating the outside of your the inside of your pipes. So if you do that over and over for a long for years, you slowly build up this slimy, greasy, gooey, yucko lining to your pipes. And just like an artery that's getting clogged, your pipes are getting clogged and you can't do too much about it because it's a little bit over time and just it can one day it just kind of congeal up into this big gross oily gunky goop mass and you're gonna need to call a plumber to come out so how do you prevent that you clean the greasy stuff with cold water sounds crazy but you use cold water because it will solidify the fat and then right fat floats on water it's less buoyant or it's more buoyant it's less dense so as the water goes down the drain the fat goes along with it and just kind of hitches a ride on the water all the way out of your pipes and into the in, into the sewer or wherever it goes. So that is one big thing. So switch from using hot soapy water to clean greasy stuff to cold soapy water to clean greasy stuff. And that will help you prevent a big plumbing bill in the future. All right, so we took care of the pipes. Let's take care of something else that can go out and cause quite an expense is your heating and air conditioning, your furnace, your air system. So one thing you got to do, and again, a lot of this is, comes down to taking care of things when they're small before it gets bigger, before the, the side effects of inaction rear their ugly head. This next tip is to change your air filter regularly. Now, I was talking about this with Amanda. She said, I think everybody does that. I don't know if everybody does that. It's easy to forget. Our, our thermostat even bothers us every three months to replace it and i still don't do it every time because i just say yeah 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 remind me later if i'm getting sick of that i just say yeah 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 reset the timer but what your air filter is there for a reason your air filter traps the dust and the dirt and all those little particles so you have cleaner air to breathe but they don't just disappear it doesn't clean itself they get trapped and they're stuck on your air filter. And over time, as more dust, as more particles, as more dog hair in our house gets stuck on the air filter, it's thicker. There's more there. The, air, the furnace has to work harder to suck the air from the intakes through the filter into itself and back out through the house. So when you, have, when you haven't changed your air filter, 
you're making your furnace work harder than it needs to, work harder than maybe it should. And so if it's working harder, it probably won't work for as long. You are shortening the life of your furnace if you are not changing your air filter because you're making it work harder than it really needs to. So the, the standard recommendation is every three months, so four times a year. And I'd say think about what you're doing, right? When we, uh, when we, were, refinish, we were finishing the basement, there's lots of drywall going on, lots of dust. No matter how much I swept and swept and swept, there was so much dust everywhere. And that was getting into the air filter in the furnace. So you know what? It's when that project was finished, when we were done with all the dust, I changed that air filter when we were done. I didn't wait for the three months to be up. I changed it right away because I knew it was extra thick. It was extra dirty. So when you got something like that going on, it's a good uh, it's a good time to change it. Or if you know, hey, all right, we haven't used, you know, we've had the windows open for a while, but now we got to close them down. We got to use the heat now or the other way around. We got to close them up. We got to use that air conditioner. It's been a while. Might be a good time to change them because it's been a while. Uh, so, those before those heavy seasons, after heavy dirt uh, or dust happening in your home, or really just every three months, is going to keep it your 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 air system nice and happy, and it's going to keep you nice and happy because you're not going to have to call someone to come out and fix your furnace or replace it or any of that for longer because you're not making it work as hard. That's going to help you save some big bucks, definitely. Okay, we just talked about two ways that you can help save money uh, by avoiding emergencies down the line when it comes to your house. We'll be right back to talk about your car. Love WalletWin and wish all your church friends could learn about the money milestones and the financial phases and see real transformation in their finances too? Well, we've got a brand new program that helps bring WalletWin Academy access to everybody in your parish all at once if you think your parish might be interested if you want to bring this program to your church just hop on over to walletwin.com slash parish referral or use the link in the show notes fill out the form and we will start that conversation to bring walletwin academy to everybody in the pews that's walletwin.com slash parish referral or use the link in the show notes Welcome back. We are talking about avoiding emergencies today. I don't want you to have any emergencies that aren't emergencies, and so many emergencies are avoidable. They don't have to be emergencies. And when you start planning, you start thinking ahead, you start taking care of things when it's a small little chore, it doesn't get a chance to turn into an emergency later. So we talked about in the first part of this episode how some things, that you, two things you can do to take care of those little things in your house. Uh, to to avoid emergencies. Now we're going to move over to the car. These are two things that uh, I, you know. What I'm going to give you three. I'm going to give you three. I'm giving you a bonus one here for the car. Things that you can do. They save you money uh, in the short term. They save you money in the long term because you do have less big problems when you take care of the small issues. So first up is to check your oil. Outside, it doesn't matter when you need an oil change, right? You got that sticker on the windshield, right? Next oil change due at whatever, whatever miles. 
probably 3500 or 5000 after your last oil change. One, you need to be getting oil changes. <laughs> That's the important part. So get oil changes. And in between, check your oil. You don't maybe you've got a little leak. Maybe your engine is running a little inefficiently and it's burning some oil over time. And you could find yourself a quart, maybe even two quarts lower than you should be uh, because you're leaking oil, because you're burning oil. And you will never find that out unless you're checking your oil over time as uh, as you go on instead of just, oh, I guess I need an oil change. Get new oil. So the oil is what lubricates the engine. It helps keep all the pieces moving, those pistons up and down so that you can actually get power from the engine. So think about that. It helps those pistons go up and down nice and smooth if it's there's not oil there or maybe it's extra dirty. Um, there's not as much as, as should be. Your engine's going to work harder to produce the same energy that you need to go 25 miles an hour, 55 miles an hour, whatever it is. It's going to work harder to get you moving the same speed as you were if you were taking care of things a little bit better. So you need to check your oil. It's easy to forget, isn't it? It's harder to remember. So this is what we've done. I take, you can take a, a Sharpie, you can take a silver Sharpie, you can take a, a post-it note, whatever it is you want to do. Just write, check oil and put it you can write it on the gas cap. You can write it on the little flap for the door for the gas cap. Somewhere there so when you ch- get gas, oh, I should check my oil. Or at least check it every other time. And then you kind of see, right, you take out the dipstick, you wipe it, you pop it back in, you pull it out again, you see where it is. Is it in the okay uh, range? If it is, you're great. If it's low, hey, you're going to have to add a little oil. So if you're in that spot where you know, hey, yeah, I'm burning oil or I'm leaking, whatever it is, you should carry a little, you know, a, a bottle of oil in your trunk. So when you need it, you just bop, 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 bop. You know, get her back to where she needs to be. Your engine's going to be happier. Your engine's going to be running easier, which is going to save you some gas, few, some gas money. It's also going to extend the life of your engine. You're going to have less problems running the car if you're checking your oil and keeping that level where it needs to be. All right, so that was checking your oil because we don't want it to work harder than it needs to. Something else you do that's easy, easy, easy to make it work, that the, the, the easy to make sure it's working as hard as it needs to and no more is your fuel pump. So you've got your big fuel tank, your big gas tank, and there's a pump in there that you know sucks up or pushes uh, the gas to the engine. And it's a pump. It's a mechanical piece. It's working. It's working. It's working. And as it's working, it gets hot, right? There's some friction there. It's, it's expending some energy. And some of that comes out as heat. Now, normally, it's down, submerged in the gasoline. And the fuel, the gasoline keeps it cool. It helps dissipate the heat. But when your gas tank gets low, there's not as much or hardly any gas around the gas pump or your fuel pump to cool it down, to dissipate the heat. So it's holding on to its heat more and more, which is going to make it wear out sooner than it normally would. Depending how long you keep your car, there's a good chance you will need a fuel pump. Now, it could be 10 years, could be 15 years down the line. But if you are making sure you fill up your tank when you're at a third of a tank, you never let it go below a third, maybe a quarter. You never let it go below a half. You're always going to keep that fuel pump submerged in fuel, 
which helps it cool down, which is going to extend the life of the pump. And you might not ever need to have to to replace it. And you're buying that gas anyway. You, you know, it's like, you know, you can buy your gas a half a tank at a time or you can buy your gas a whole tank at a time. It's the same gas. You're buying it anyway. You're using it to drive around. So you, if you, you stop a little more frequently, if you fill up a little bit sooner, you are going to save money in the long run because you're not going to have to go through the hassle and the expense of getting your fuel pump uh, replaced or at least you're not going to have to do it sooner than you need to. So keep that in mind. Fill up your tank earlier than you might think. It's going to keep your fuel pump happy and keep your fuel pump pumping. Now, here's the bonus one, the extra one that just came to me. Check your tire pressure. Now, if you have a newer car, most cars have these. It's going to alert you when one of your tires is uh, underinflated. You pipe comes up a little bit more when it's cold out, right? Because there's less energy. The, the the gas contracts a little bit when it's cold. So you need to add a little bit of air when it gets cold. But you'll see that. So if you have that system in your car, that's awesome. Pay attention to it. Fill up the, the tires. Get them nice and inflated. And if you don't have that system in your car, maybe you make a little note by the gas cap too. Check tire pressure. By keeping your tires inflated, you're going to make your car, again, work less because it's easier for the car to roll down the road when the tires are properly inflated than when they're a little bit flat even just a little bit and so that helps you save gas money it saves wear and tear on your tires your tires are going to last a little bit longer so you're going to get more money more mileage out of the money you spend on the on the tires you're going to get cheaper per mile for those tires and uh it's just keeping keeping care of your car so rotate those tires making sure they wear evenly and keeping them inflated is a big part of that is it a little bit extra work to check your oil yes teeny little bit is it a little bit extra work to fill up your tank before it gets empty yeah just a teeny bit you're gonna go you have a couple more fill-ups in your lifetime is it a little bit more work to check your oil your tire pressure and make sure that it's good teeny little bit but these translate into big savings. They make your car run more efficiently, saving you gas money, and they help you prevent or or push down the road as far as possible those replacement costs uh, that are associated you know, with the tires or with the fuel pump. So taking care of things when they're small before they be- become something big is the key practice when it comes to avoiding emergencies. When you do this, you'll find... You're running into emergencies less and less and less. It will be true emergencies that send you for a shock. And hopefully you're safe. You're, you're working the money milestones. You're going through the financial phases. And you have that rainy day savings in place for when it rains. We don't need to trigger that savings, you know, when the sprinkler's going off. We just need it when it rains. So do that. If you have any other tips the things that you do that, hey, maybe the rest of us don't know when it comes to avoiding these emergencies, little preventative maintenance things that you do, please share them with us. You can click the link in the show notes to send us a voice message. You just leave a voicemail and we can share it with uh, with listeners on a future episode. So thank you very much, guys. I want you to have as few emergencies as you can and, if, and for whenever they do come, I want you to be prepared. So continue listening to the podcast. We'd love it if you could rate it five stars uh, wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts for sure, and share it with a friend. If you found today's episode helpful, share it with somebody. 
who might not know these tips and you can really help them save big. From all of us here at WalletWin, thanks for listening and bye for now. Thanks for joining us today. You can learn more about this show and the WalletWin program at WalletWin.com. Music in this episode is from Dylan Gardner. Listen to his new album, Almost Real, on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. See you next week.